Welcome to Scooby-Doo Legend of the Podcast. Today we will be talking about Chapter 7, The Story Stick. Today I am joined by Mariah. What's up? I'm back again. (laughs) That's it. It's back to the OG. (laughs) Yeah, it's just us today. So, yeah, we watched The Story Stick. That's where we're at. And this one was a bit of a different one. We got the gang out on a little trip again, which we don't see a whole lot right now because they're kids. But again, no parents. So that was yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> Were they like, did it say something of like, because the last trip they went on was like a, a ski resort yeah. and Fred had like planned that all out and whatever. Yeah, I'll... This one, it was Shaggy explain, explaining that they were on a, a camping trip on a, he said, an Indian reservation. So that's, and that was kind of all we got, as far as I, as far as I picked up, at least. Okay, so, yeah, they're on a camping trip at an Indian reservoir. Doesn't say, like, we never really got a name for it, just an Indian reservoir. Uh, so... I guess we will begin with the gang, with our Freddy boy. Fred! <laughs> I have a whole one thing for him. Oh, really? Whoops! Poor guy. So, yeah, um, all I have is that he believes that the monster of this episode, which is a totem monster, he believes that it is uh, it has teamed up with the Martians and left Earth. Before he actually saw it, so he doesn't believe Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah. Um, that was. Wow, go me. Let's see. He, well, I noticed he broke the fourth wall. Oh, he did? Yeah. Um, he looked at the screen and said, while pointing, Do you know who the monster really is? Oh, okay. Kind of towards the middle to end. Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't get anything oh. fun for Freddy. They're just kind of. Yeah. He calls them, again, the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency. So that's still going. <laughs> well, go go, Fred! Oh, and he also, um, so they have this story stick, right, for their, around the campfire. They all tell the story. And then his, he, of course, frames Red Herring mm-hmm. as the cause of all of it. So not much has changed with Fred. He's still... Yeah. <laughs> He's still living in his own imagination. So, Daphne. I actually have quite a bit for Daphne. So we meet a character named Warren, and he is a native to this Indian reservoir land. And Daphne thinks he is cute. Oh yeah, she has a big crush. Whenever she talks about him, there's hearts around her head. (laughs) And she just, she has that pose of like, oh, he's so dreamy, just... (laughs) funny and we had uh she was she liked another boy in a previous episode but that one didn't really go as far as this one that one was just always cute and but this one was all throughout the episode yeah whenever he talked she was like oh you're so have such great ideas and <laughs> everything. She just liked what he said. So 
she asks Scooby and Shaggy to go get the firewood, and then obviously that's when Shaggy and Scooby see the totem monster, and eventually she has to bribe Scooby with Scooby snacks, but she forgot him again. This is the second time she's forgotten. Yeah, she. I guess when they go camping, she thinks you're not important. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily, she has a recipe for homemade ones. So she's got something to make up for it, I guess. Yeah, so Scooby actually makes them once he gets the recipe. And then, of course, you know, Shaggy's just like, Don't worry, I have an oven in my backpack. (laughs) Okay. It's a good thing he brought that for their camping trip. I noticed at some point when they were walking away from their camping tents, I think it was Fred that said, Daphne, we love the game room in your tent or something like that. And she says, yeah, too bad the hot tub wasn't working. (laughs) So I just, she clearly camps very fancy-like. Yeah, she glamps. (laughs) She doesn't camp, she glamps. What's it called? Glamp. Glamp. Glam camp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She bribes Scooby and Shaggy a lot in this episode, I feel like. Uh... She gets excited at one point. So eventually Warren offers them a gift. Offers the game a gift and Daphne gets super excited for it. Oh yes. She just takes it and she's like, I hope it's this or this or this. Diamonds, jewelry, something nice. It's none of the above. So they get a talking stick from Warren and tell him that you basically sit around a campfire. Each takes a turn to tell a story and whosoever's is the best wins. Uh, after they like open the gift and whatever, she's all, well, I would have preferred jewelry. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, a stick? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. And then that's when they do. They go around telling stories. Around the campfire. Yep. And, uh, did she ever tell one? Daphne? Oh, yeah. Daphne was the one, everybody, she dresses everyone cool in Coolsville. Yeah, they're all in the fashion. <laughs> I need you to stop. Last thing I have for Daphne is that she expects Velma to have a plan to catch the monster. Oh, that's right. At this point, Daphne's just like, you have the plan. You know what you're doing. She trusts her, that's for sure. Yeah. Do you have anything else for Daphne? Because that's all I had. Um, just that when Velma does... Just that when Velma does instigate her plan, they get a termite, and she's like, ew, gross, (laughs) termites. She also Um, did that in someone's story with the Martians, or like the totem people or something. In someone's story, she was like, ew. Oh, I must have missed that one. Yeah, she's grossed out by bugs and aliens. (laughs) But that was it. So Velma's first word is jinkies, 
and no one hears her. Yeah, they're all like still looking for clues. She's like, ahem, jinkies. And still, nothing. She's upset. Yeah, so eventually she had to get like one of those megaphone things. Yeah. She's like, I said jinkies! And then finally, they notice her. Yeah, they were like, oh, sorry, Velma. And Fred's all, oh, she said jinkies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're missing our cue. She had found a red bead from Mr. Littlefield's necklace, who Mr. Littlefield is Warren's uncle. Uncle? Oh, it was a grandfather. I mean, sorry, grandfather. Oh, okay, I, I was know. like, oh no. <laughs> don't know where I got uncle from. <laughs> we have a crazy pup, by the way, so it's going to be a fun episode. <laughs> it's very playful. So, in Velma's story, she makes herself the princess of the totem people. Yeah, and she's like really happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> she's telling her story. And uh, she, like, has antennas. Like, she's an alien in her story. Yeah. And she's wearing this alien dress type thing. Yeah, it was funny. And that's when uh, we see, like... Well, it was after hers that we saw uh, Daphne be like, Oh, you totem people aren't in the best clothes or whatever. We need to... Redo your wardrobe. Yeah. Style them up a bit. So, Velma also has her computer uh, with some camping, and... That's right. It explodes. Oh. How did I miss that? You're looking down. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) They were trying to figure out who it was, and Velma's putting the clues into her computer... And it couldn't figure it out, so it exploded, and she's all, I think we need more clues. Oh, shoot. But we never, like, saw it again, so I'm like, is she going to rebuild it? Are we going to see it again? Like, is this the end of her computer? What's going to happen with that? Oh, my goodness. And then uh, she does come up with a plan to catch the monster after Daphne was like, I expect you have a plan. And, again, that's when she (laughs) orders termites to... Eat the totem monster's body. Which, if you're wondering how she does that, it's a, it's a mail order for the termites. Because even yes. camping, they have mail. Very good postal <laughs> service, clearly, because it was, like, right away. And we don't see the mail guy's face or, really, body, just like a silhouette. Yeah. So I we don't know if it's that same guy that's been giving the telegrams and whatnot. So, who knows who this was. And that's all I have for Velma. Yeah. Me too. Okay, Shaggy and Scooby. So, uh, at the beginning, Shaggy and Scooby actually dress up as Indians. They're super excited about it. They like to dress up anyway, so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And at one point, they both say jinkies. Oh, really? It was, like, after Velma was having her, like, I said jinkies or whatever. Um, once they, once she explained the clue uh, that she found, they both were, like, jinkies. And uh, Velma was, like, yep, that's what I thought. So, like, 
Yeah, that's why I said it. She's Keep like, up. like, duh. <laughs> that's funny. I must have missed that too. Goodness. And like we said, Shaggy brought an oven in his backpack. It yeah. fit in his backpack. He is prepared for any sort of cooking or food. I was going <laughs> to say maybe like it's a easy bake oven, but it was, it was a full huge. blown oven, stove, everything. They also, when they're first running from the totem pole monster, they kind of distract him by saying, let's play hide and seek. Yeah. You close your eyes and count to 100. No peeking. And then they run away and hide. Again, if you can hear pups, they're just, <laughs> they're going wild. And when the, well, there was one point they were trying to trick the monster. And they dress up as like camp counselors, and they're like, yeah, that's when they were like, let's play hide and seek. Uh, and Shaggy actually tells Scooby for the first time that no one can understand him. Yeah, because they're passing around the the story stick, and Scooby tries to tell the story, and Shaggy's like, no one can understand you. Let me yeah. tell it. Poor Scooby. He's like, oh, okay. This is the first time Shaggy's admitting it, but this isn't the first time that it's been kind of acknowledged of, like, can't understand you. But, yeah, so Shaggy said it. <laughs> no one can understand you, Scooby. And then, in his story, they dress up as Commander Cool and Melomut. Yeah, and their superhero outfits. Yeah, their favorite comic book heroes. Uh, so Scooby, mostly the same as Shaggy. Yeah, they pretty much go hand in hand, especially. The only extra thing I really have is that at one point, Scooby starts digging and covers the monster in a pile of dirt. Oh, yeah. So that they can get away. And at first they were like, Scooby, this is no time for... Uh, like basically digging and putting the talking stick in a hole and or bearing that's what i was looking for <laughs> bearing. it's no it's no time for bearing the totem stick or the talking stick yeah I, this isn't very important but i also put when they were around the campfire they were roasting marshmallows and shaggy and scooby had giant marshmallows oh they did yeah they oh, were huge. wow i missed that one. i just thought it was funny because they were like marshmallows and they and then I also, they at one point used a whipped cream cannon to get the monster. Yeah. So they really love their food. Which yeah. is no surprise, but... Food inventions and <laughs> yeah. food to eat, bake food. All food. <laughs> so that's really all I have for the main game. And yeah. And then we have... Red Herring, who only appears uh, in a story, so we don't actually see Red Herring. But what's funny is, even in... Because Fred's the one that tells the story, even in his story, Red Herring's arguing with him. As Fred narrates him arguing, It wasn't me, yes it yeah. was, no it wasn't. Just back and forth. <laughs> so then, we also have Warren, like he said, who Daphne thought was cute. Uh, and he, like we also said, he gives he gives the gang the talking stick. That's honestly all I really have for him. Like, I mean, he was at one point like taking these 
Indian artifacts in the night, like. Yeah, he collects them, he said. And when Fred and Daphne were spying on him, Fred was like, aha, caught you. Why are you sneaking around at night being quiet? Yeah, and he's all, uh, well, and then <laughs> the whole, like, camp people were like, because he's trying to be quiet. It's the not, middle of the night. Yeah, not wake everyone up. And Fred was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Well. And then we have Mr. Littlefield, which you you had his first name. Jay Littlefield. Jay Littlefield, which was Warren's grandfather. Yeah, not his uncle. His <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> and he is a native to the land, uh, and he doesn't want the land used for a hotel. That is, like, the big thing is that this land's going to be sold and... He's going to have to move, yeah. It's going to be turned into a hotel. And we had Mr. Ryan. I had nothing for him. We saw him, like, one time. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, I'm building it in. I'm sure Mr. Littlefield won't mind once it's built, and then drives away. Yeah. Which is, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ryan. (laughs) So then the villain... Uh, for this episode, kind of like we said, is a living totem pole. He's a oh, yes. totem pole monster, and he keeps telling him, get off my land. He's like three faces yeah. stacked on top of each other. I believe he was like kind of like a teal-type sky blue, maybe like an orange or a yellow, and then like a red. I don't remember, but that sounds close okay, enough. Okay, cool. <laughs> And uh, at one point, he, he instead of get off my land, he said, get off my head. Oh. <laughs> Scooby was on top of his head. Oh, shoot. And that was right before the romp started. And yeah, that covers everyone. Yeah. So, the criminal. Who was it? Who could it be? Is it Mr. Littlefield who wants to keep his land in his house? Or is it... Mr. Ryan, who wants to build the inn. Mr. Ryan, who you see once (laughs) before he's revealed. But I did have an inkling because we saw him drive away in his truck and he had paint in the back of his truck. And I'm like, those are the same color as the totem pole. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you caught that. Mm -hmm. Which might, because I feel like the person they want you to suspect is Mr. Littlefield because he wants to keep his land. So I was like, maybe he stole the paint or something. Yeah, right. I don't know. But, no, it was Mr. Ryan because apparently he wanted to sell the artwork. That I was kind of confused about that, that there was on the land or something. Yeah, he yeah, was basically stealing the Indian artifacts. Oh, that's what it was. Which because was more money than yeah. what he thought he'd get from building the hotel. So that was his ploy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was a really, felt like a really weak motive, really weak yeah. type of thing for this one. Uh, yeah, that's that's all. So, do you, do you think he's going to come back? Um, I, I don't think so. He seems very just, I mean, even in this story, he wasn't very strong of a villain, yeah. like you just said. <laughs> like... 
I don't remember this episode very well. And I'm honestly, like, it's not a bad episode. It's just, a, like, a bad criminal. Yeah, I thought the episode was pretty fun. I liked, yeah. I like their stories they were telling you around the campfire. But the villain was just kind of... Yeah. The monster <laughs> was unique, though. Like, a totem pole monster. Yeah, the monster was That cool. was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it's just the criminal was weak, but we haven't seen him come back yet, so. Oh, well. Yeah, he was definitely not a, a criminal mastermind, to say the yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> so, just some little extra things in this episode. Yogi Bear actually appears in this episode twice. Yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah, in the very beginning. Him. We see him just kind of chilling in the woods. Yeah, he's just kind of like, hey guys, I'm just here. With and you then he's... Uh, and then he's chilling in his cave and the totem pole monster makes him angry. And he chases the totem pole monster off. Yeah, he gets mad at him and he's like, get out of my cave. So that kind of makes you wonder because... Yogi Bear lives in Jellystone Park. Oh. So I'm like, are they somewhere near Jellystone? Yeah, that's interesting. Or is, like, the Indian Reservoir Close a part to of Jellystone? Yeah, or even that. So I don't know. Just kind of something to think about. A little teaser for your brain. <laughs> yeah. And that's all for that. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty fun episode. I had... I really liked Velma's little hello jinkies moment. Yeah. That was my favorite, I think. She was kind of being sassy a little bit. Yeah, I Yeah, it's kind of introducing her to being sassy and it kind of gave her character like even though she's shy, like she's going to make sure she's heard. Yeah, she's tired of being outspoken yep. a little bit. Go Velma. <laughs> so, I want to bring this up uh, we got a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, and which I am very thankful for. And they gave us some suggestions, which uh, they were very kind with how they gave us these suggestions on how we can improve. And I think they're great ideas. Uh, one in particular, I was you know really like, yeah, I need to fix that, which you've heard in the last two episodes now. Well, this one and the last one which was to get us talking earlier in our opening music. That way you don't have like a minute or so of music before we start talking. So, you know, we fixed that. We've gotten that fixed. And uh, something else that they thought to is uh, to have a dedicated section of our podcast where uh, we make connections to other Scooby parts of the franchise and whatever because a lot of times uh you know things will be connecting and different things or whatever and see my problem is is that i i think of them as we are talking about it not as i'm making notes while we're watching the episode so instead i'm going to as you know i think of those connections make side notes while we're talking about it and now we will have a dedicated section where we talk about and i bring up these other things that will connect or that are similar and whatever just to help a flow of the episode because I do agree with what they said it is kind of disrupts the flow of uh, the podcast it's kind of 
you know, we're talking about the episode that we're discussing right now, and then all of a sudden I kind of break into a whole different story and whatever. So anyways, I really appreciate uh, these suggestions, and we will try to fix them in a way, hopefully make the podcast flow better. But so, yeah, here we go. We're going to start this section. I did come up with two different connections as we were talking. One is with the homemade Scooby Snacks. Uh, we will see homemade Scooby Snacks again. Oh, really? In the third live-action film, which will technically be our first... No, our second live-action film that we will watch for the timeline. But in Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Begins, uh, how we get introduced to Scooby Snacks is... Shaggy just kind of makes up this concoction and lets everyone try him. <clears throat> Unfortunately, most of the gang don't like him, but Scooby oh, no. loves him. And so Shaggy's all, you know, you love these things so much, I decided to call them <laughs> Scooby Snacks. So we will see a form of homemade Scooby Snacks again. Oh, that's kind of exciting. More homemade Scooby Snacks. And then another thing I thought of, too, was that they dressed up as camp counselors in this episode, at least Scooby and Shaggy did. And uh, there's a movie called Scooby-Doo Camp Scare, where they go to Fred's childhood camp to be camp counselors. And, you know, yeah, so they're, like, eventually will actually be camp counselors. Uh, And so it was kind of cool to kind of see them dressing up as counselors, and then eventually they will be. Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, I don't think we'll actually see Fred at this camp that they reference in that movie, but, you know, it'll. it's interesting we're seeing them camping now. Yeah, yeah, true. Just not like a summer camp. They, they just, just decided the, to go camping. Yeah, just for fun. So, yeah. Those are the connections I found. Again, hopefully this helps the flow of the podcast. Please let us know. You can find us on Twitter at SD Legend Podcast and on Instagram at SD Legend Podcast. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at SD Legend Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in contact with me, I am at Jazz820 on Twitter, and smash underscore vlogs on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel as well. I know I always bring this up, but that way you can get to know me a little more personally. It is smash, lowercase sm, all uppercase ash. Uh, If you just search Ashton Hardy, it should be one of the first ones that pop up. And yeah, so for timeline-wise with this episode... Again, it's kind of a one-off episode because they're yeah. out camping, but we did get to see them out of Coolsville again. You know, that's kind of a rare occurrence right now because they are kids. Eventually, they will just be traveling the world. Yeah, so, that's coming. Yeah, that's all I have for this episode. Yeah, it was a good one. I liked it. It was a cute little one. So next week, we will be discussing Chapter 12, which is titled Robopup. Oh, that sounds exciting. So we'll see. Is there a robot dog that is challenging Scooby? 
Yeah. Or something. I have no Maybe idea. Maybe it has laser eyes or something. Who knows? <laughs> gonna melt some things. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for this episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Goodbye.